0: This is the Fail Fast Podcast. Stories of entrepreneurs who looked at failure in the eyes and didn't give up. With your host, the
1: online sales master, Quinn Amorum. Today's amazing Fail Fast interview is sponsored by ClickFunnels. Whatever your goal is, if it's to generate leads, sell products, send more emails, run webinars, click funnels can give you everything you need to market, sell, and deliver your products or services online. All of this without having to hire or rely on a tech team. So if you want to try it for two weeks, 100% for free, go to failfastpodcast.com forward slash click. That's it. I'll say it again. The link is failfastpodcast.com forward slash click welcome everyone to the show today we have a guest who's a jurist doctor from thomas jefferson school of law a serial entrepreneur who was named top 100 entrepreneur under 35 in america when he was 30 he's been recognized nationally for his business creations ranging from payroll hr Digital marketing agency, recruiting agency, and the list goes on. I have the pleasure to have with us today, Jeff Fenster. How's it going, Jeff? Very good. Thank you so much for having me. And it's, it's nice a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Podcast. So, Jeff, like, do you just create businesses? Is that what a hobby or something? <laughs>
0: uh, I I would love to say it was sounded as 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 romantic and elegant as that, but um, I have. A view of the world, and I don't like uh, I don't like boxes. So I found that it's there's a strategy with vertical integration of multiple startups, and using my entrepreneurial ADD or my my lack of ability to just do one thing, uh, I turned into an advantage, which is to start companies that are become sustainable and solve business problems. And it's my, it's really my passion, so I, I really enjoy the whole startup process from concept all the way through to creation and so since that's my favorite part um, I try to do it a lot
1: nice nice so I guess every time you find you're inside a box you just build your way out of it pretty much that's yeah. been the plan or the goal yeah that's pretty cool so you're a serial entrepreneur like I had several several of them on the show so why don't you tell us basically what is a serial entrepreneur
0: sure um, the, the main difference I think between entrepreneur and serial entrepreneur is, is Really, it comes down to an entrepreneur is someone who has a their own company that they started. They're their own, they're, they're the owner of their own company, a business owner, um, but it comes usually in a specific field. So if I was a CPA and I started my own CPA firm, I'm an entrepreneur. If I was a lawyer and I decided to start my own practice, I could be a, an entrepreneur. If I'm an electrician and I decided to start my own electrician company, I'm an entrepreneur And, and or my own restaurant if I'm a chef. Um, a serial entrepreneur is just someone who... I'm agnostic as to the what, and I like to start companies because I'm in love with the process of starting Mm -hmm. companies as opposed to the craft of the specific company. And so, um, you know, as I'm getting older and more mature and sophisticated in my own profession, um, you know, I've kind of built what I use as my strategies. And um, I think that they can be applied by by many. Um, But really the main difference between entrepreneur and serial entrepreneur is just I'm a niche inside of that entrepreneur class. Um, just like a doctor right entrepreneur is a doctor and then what kind of doctor so I'll, when you get to the what kind of entrepreneur I am I'm a serial entrepreneur
1: very
0: good or or, or my wife will say degenerate entrepreneur but I like the <laughs> I like the more sophisticated serial term
1: <laughs> very good like or like what my kids say is like daddy does things on the computer <laughs> 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 yeah so was your family very entrepreneurial is that where you got the like you're up from no uh
0: actually my i grew up uh, my mom was a teacher my dad was a doctor and i went to law school i went to law school to be a sports agent um and was really going to go with the t- more traditional life and uh, i came out of law school and really decided i didn't want to be a sports agent i was more enamored with sport uh, with staying connected to sports because i had to stop playing because i wasn't good enough to play professionally Um, and so because I couldn't play, I figured, let me be a sports agent, stay connected to the industry, um, continue my sports passion. And I realized that just really wasn't the field for me. So, um, I actually got my first job right out of law school at a company called ADP, the big payroll company. Um, and I thought, okay, you know, I can go work for a big company and and do that. And I was really successful. Um, I was the number one sales rep in the country. My first six months there first to make president's club, um, won a bunch of awards, made a bunch of money and got a big ego. And, um, I was supposed to get a big raise at the end of the the year for hitting certain metrics. And it was January, 2007. Um, and I went to my boss and I said, listen, I earned my raise. Here's my numbers. And they said, you absolutely did. Um, we'll give it to you, but not to the end of the fiscal year. And the fiscal year wasn't until July. So they were on a July to June Mm -hmm. fiscal. Um, and at 24 with a big ego and all of that, I wasn't waiting. So I kind of said, no, 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 you're going to pay me my, my bonus now um or else i'm going to quit thinking there was no way they would let their top sales guy walk out the door um they called my bluff <laughs> and <laughs> basically told me i i could walk out the door if i wanted to so so i did um and i started a payroll company the very next day out of my mom's kitchen with a friend of mine and that was the kind of i was thrust into entrepreneurship and and i really loved that process and so from there it just spun off the rest of my creations
1: into where we are today i like that you know, a lot of people probably would have waited for July to get that raise. And then after getting it, they probably would be content and probably still be there today. So it's it's, and that's
0: okay. And it's okay for some people, right? Like that's not, I, I kind of, it's there's, there's been points in my life, especially when the companies that I've started haven't gone as well and had to deal with a lot of the trials and tribulations of going off on your own and experiencing what kind of comes with that territory yeah. that I wish I was sometimes programmed to be able to have the more consistent and, and secure life of working for a big company and having all the perks that come with that. Um, but you know, you got to know who you are and, and play your strengths. And so I turned what, what at the time, you know, my parents and everyone was telling me was a weakness, let the ego go and, and stay there and do the course and have the secure lifestyle. Um, I turned it into a strength, but, but yeah, it's, a uh, it's just kind of, who you are is kind of which path you take.
1: Yeah, pretty good. So when you start uh, businesses, do you always have like an intention to an exit strategy or is it just because that's what your passion is at the time?
0: So when I started originally, I did um, earlier in my career, Mm -hmm. I thought, yeah, you know, I'll build companies and I'll keep them forever and it'd be great. Um, And I I have a business philosophy of entering new markets with fresh eyes and disruption. So I I like to come in with little experience and really disrupt the status quo. And I think that that's kind of been my angle that I've taken. Um, As a result of that, I've also learned where I'm weak and where, where I'm not very strong. And when a company gets to a certain size, there needs to be a more sophisticated CEO or someone in charge who really understands how to grow a company from different sizes to that next level. And being that that's not my strength, I'm more of a startup entrepreneur and then startup CEO. Uh, When a company gets to a certain size, it's time for me to step aside and do what's best for the company. And that usually means let somebody else come in. So through trials and tribulations over the years, um, now I realize I'm usually in for three to five years and then it's time for someone else to come take it.
1: Very good. This is impressive that you, I guess it's an exper- experience tells us that the fact that you're able to let go and let somebody else now run it because at the beginning we want to power. We want to hold and do every single task. Not only matters the whole business, but do the every single task. So, and I was, great. and I, I
0: had that, um, and I made a lot of mistakes with that mindset. And one of the things that really changed my life, uh, professionally was a mentor of mine kind of sat me down and said, Jeff, you got a lot of skill. You have a lot of passion. You have a lot of drive. Lose the ego. And it kind of didn't sit well with me when I was young in my early 20s because I had a very big ego. And then I realized he's right. My mentor is right, Dave Meltzer. And, and so what I did was I kind of analyzed what I was doing wrong and came up with a new business philosophy, which I also carry into every company. And that is I want to be the dumbest guy at the table. And what that means is not that I don't want to be smart and, and learn everything about my field and my craft, but I want to surround myself with absolute rock stars, people who are better at every function of the company than me. So when I've done that, I get to be surrounded by rock stars and we do incredible things in our companies and I give them all the credit. And the beauty is that's how you, that's how championship teams are made. And, and once I crossed that chasm, and really figured that out, um, all my companies were exponentially
1: more successful. And when did you find out that uh, you were going to be successful? When did you realize like, oh, wow, this is actually working?
0: Uh, the ego part?
1: No, tw- in business.
0: Um, but, so uh, my very first company I started, the payroll business, um, was called iChecks and we started it out of my mom's kitchen. We grew it. We raised some private equity, uh, which was a big mm-hmm. moment because that was kind of like, hey, you know, third-party validation, like this is going to work. Um, and then from there, you know, we ended up selling the company a few years later. And so it was kind of like, Oh, I kind of saw the whole movie. And so once I realized the entire process, um, then it just became laser focus on how do I improve each component from concept to startup, to assist, to, to build, to grow, to, re- um, to eventually sustainability and then exit. And so success is kind of something that I believe should be reverse engineered. Um, you know, when you build a house, you don't just grab some wood and start banging it together but you have a plan and you see the whole house this is what every part of that house is going to look like then you can decide where to start whether you want to start with the foundation you want to start with permits but to know where to start you got to know where the exit looks like and so when i start when i changed my perspective from playing one foot in front of my face and said hey where do i want to be in five years with this company or three years with this company and what is it what is it going to look like what is success and then backtrack all the way to the beginning um i kind of made success a byproduct and no longer something that i was
1: chasing. Mm-hmm. Nice. So with all those businesses and the first one where it was a success right away, well, was there anything that went wrong? Any business that was terrible wrong? Oh, yes. <laughs> and let
0: me tell you, none of them were successful. None of the early ones were successful right away. Um, I, I remember when we started our payroll company and Brian, it was called iChecks. Um, we were both sales guys. <laughs> so we went out and sold a bunch of payroll. And then we kind of had that moment where we looked at each other and we're like, well, how the hell are we going to process this payroll? You know, now we have to actually do the work Um, and there's no team to give it to. And so it was a big learning curve for us and a lot of money and a lot of mistakes were made. Kind of figuring out what we were doing and trying to figure out how, Um, you know, and from there, I I started a handful of companies that were complete failures. Um, For one reason or another, I wasn't ready. The the market wasn't ready. My concepts didn't work. Um, but as the name of your podcast is something that is really near and dear to my heart, which is fail fast, right? It's, it's part of that journey and failure is too often. It's looked at as the end and instead of (laughs) looked at as that's just a moment on that process. And I'm a sports guy. So if you think of baseball, if you strike out with your first at bat, you get a second at bat, the game's not over. So Shake it off and keep going, right? You're, it doesn't matter. It's just part of that journey. Same with your wins too. When you have a big win and a big success, same thing. Enjoy it for a moment. Savor it. Cherish it. And then what's next? And move on. The day that the, the, the sun comes up the next day and
1: it's a new day, so it's time to go. Yeah. Very good. I met somebody once that said that uh, when they have a, a small failure, like a, one of these fast failures, I asked them, what do you do? And they said, well, I sit down. And I feel sad for about 10 minutes. I let myself feel sad for 10 minutes and, and then I go back to life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's true though, right? The goods and the bads. If you take them all, uh, if you take them all together and you look at it more abstractly, it's, it's just part of the process. It's part of your journey, your story. Um, you shouldn't be too high or too low. And you know the most important thing in business is never make decisions when you're either too happy or too upset. I see too many people do that. Um, it's one of those things. Don't make a decision when you're too excited or too happy and don't make a decision when you're too upset or too sad because you're not thinking clearly. So, um, that's a great, that's a great
1: philosophy that, that your friend does. Yeah, that practices. Right. There's, uh, you're right. Cause you're not thinking clearly, clearly you're actually just reacting to a problem or to your happiness. So you're, it's just a reaction that's coming out. Yeah. So, uh, Unevolve, That's one of your businesses. What is it?
0: Yeah, Uninvolved is our lifestyle. So, most recently, um, I started a company called Everbowl. Bowl. Uh, it's a craft superfood chain um, where we serve acai bowls, pitaya bowls, acerola bowls, and graviola bowls. And it's essentially, if you think about it, as a Chipotle-style, Blaze Pizza-style, craft superfood restaurant. So, we're, we're uh, the goal was and the mission was to answer the reasons why. We We choose to eat unhealthy. Why do we not make healthy eating choices on a daily basis? And so I came up with the four main excuses that everyone Makes or why you're gonna choose to eat something not good for you And it Mm -hmm. usually falls into one of these four excuses and it's either it costs too much to eat healthy It doesn't taste good. It doesn't fill you up or you can't get it. and if I can answer those four problems You're gonna choose the healthier option every time however I never wanted to own restaurants, so we just opened our 21st restaurant yesterday, uh, actually in San Diego Padres Petco Park. So if you're ever in San Diego and go to the baseball game, please come support us. Um, But I looked at it more because I'm not a restaurateur, even though I own restaurants. I looked at it as, how can I create something that connects with everybody and makes someone say, you know what, I want to be part of that. And so the lifestyle side of the business and really the, the overarching why and why I open restaurants is unevolved. So unevolved is a word that we created um, and trademarked, and it basically means to move and eat the way we were meant to. Um, In society, we've utilized technology for so many things that Mm -hmm. it's now hurting our health. It's great for business. It's great for convenience. It's great for entertainment. It's bad for health. So we don't move as much, and we don't eat real food. So um, the lifestyle that we're trying to support and say, hey, you should live an unevolved lifestyle, which means you move your body, you live actively, and you eat stuff that's been around forever. And that's how Everbowl was made, stuff uh, made from stuff that's been around forever, Everbowl. And that's our tagline. And so, Everbowl is the eating component of that lifestyle mission. Um, But, unevolved is the lifestyle. That's what we're trying to promote. We, We want everyone to be their best self and live healthy and happy and really reduce the high, high incidence rates of these common diseases that are plaguing us all at such a high rate here based on lifestyle choices. And so we really wanted to create something that everyone could get behind and say, you know what? I'm going to take the stairs today instead of the escalator. I'm going to unevolve for 10 seconds. I'm going to park my car 30 yards away from the grocery store and not wait in line to get that spot right up front. I'm going to stand instead of sit. I'm going to walk my dog. I'm going to garden. I'm going to play a sport. I'm going to throw the ball with my friend or my kid. And then I'm going to eat stuff that's been around forever. I'm going to not eat laboratory-created food. I'm going to make an effort to put good stuff in my body so I can be my best self. And that's kind of unevolved in a high level.
1: I love that. I love that idea. So, uh, what year did this start? October two thousand sixteen. Uh, two and a half years ago. And you just opened your twenty first store. So, first of all, congratulations! Oh, thank you. I, do you do you operate these stores, or are you like, did you uh, franchise them? Or?
0: No, they're they're all owned by us. Uh, they're all corporate stores. Um, we have, we just, we have 430 employees right now and um, we have six more under construction and um, we're, we're, we're operating them. We, we have considered franchising, but at the moment we're, we're not right now. We, we control them all.
1: <laughs> Jeff, that's no joke. 430, <laughs> wow. 430 employees. Yeah. That's a lot. So, do you still have that HR company?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> but I have the experience of that HR company, um, and it, it's good, right? Because the whole concept of the whole concept of vertical integration of multiple startups to help you is kind of on display here at Everbowl. As I'm getting better and stronger, that with what I'm doing as an entrepreneur. Um, so, like for example, when I opened the first restaurant in October of 2016. One of those four excuses that I gave you is you can't get it, right? So if you can't find healthy options, you're going to choose something bad for you, which means we have to open a lot of stores and be everywhere. But it's expensive. It cost me a fortune to open the first one. And I realized why it's very hard to open a lot of restaurants. So I looked at the problem, and, and this is kind of where that serial entrepreneur perspective came in. And I said, well, I interviewed some new construction companies. I talked to a bunch of people in the trade, and it just was going to cost me too much money. So I realized, well, if we're going to go build 50 stores, why don't I just start my own construction company? So we started our own construction company wow. called We Build. Uh, we Build Stuff is actually the name of the company, and We Build Everballs. And so we now have our own construction company that builds all of our stores. And because I don't need to make money at construction, I need to build stores to make money selling Kraft Superfood. I can get, I can sell the services to my other company at cost. So now all of a sudden I'm paying almost no, no, no extra money to build stores, so I'm getting it and building them cheaper than I would if I had to go out and you know find a construction company or a partner to do it. And so that allows Everable to grow exponentially faster than my competition and also to, for us to achieve our mission which is making superfoods more accessible to everybody.
1: That's so impressive. So you started a construction company because you were building your own restaurants oh so that that just proves to me what you said right at the beginning where even if you don't know something you just surround yourself with people that know exactly what you're doing because you probably didn't have construction knowledge not at all i i, I could barely use a hammer today
0: i mean i, I am truly surrounded my, my team is unbelievable um everbowl team and the we build team they're, they're honestly some of the best in the world and they're the ones that make this look good um i'm just the guy who's here talking to you but really they're the experts And I'm just, I have, I'm a visionary, so I can put the plan together. Like you would think of, if we go back to that idea of building a house, I'll draw the house. I'm not necessarily the best person to do every piece of it. And so by losing my, my old self would have tried, uh, my, my modern self who had lost the ego and came through that evolution understands that, no, I need to surround myself with great talent. And so in order to do that, I have to empower them to be great because the next mistake that, you know, I've been giving some advice to some entrepreneurs recently and doing some coaching. And the biggest mistake I see is they're pushing their talent out the door and they don't realize they are. But the reason they are is because they're telling their extremely talented team members how to do everything instead of recognizing that they're experts at what they do. Right? So like Mm -hmm. you're a podcast, you have a podcast. If I was starting a podcast company, I'm not going to tell you how to do what you do. You're the expert. I'm going to empower you and say, you know what? Do it the way you think it should be done and put your DNA into the company. And now you feel like an owner and an executive. And even if you're just an employee of mine, you're like, oh my gosh, I get the freedom to show my skills and be great and be recognized for it. And so now you take a whole new sense of ownership. And then that passion makes the next employee who, who you hire feel the same way as we continue to build out. And so um, we have a team of 430 incredible people. And truly, I, I'm not just saying this, like, Everything you, you might, may see about Everbowl, Unevolved, WeBuild, everything we're doing, it's them. Um, and they're the, they're the reasons for the success, and they deserve all the credit, and I'm, I'm just so grateful to have such an incredible team.
1: Wow. Uh, this, is, this is incredible. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I love hearing the, these stories. So, for example, if I would walk into Everbowl today, uh, what would I find? And tell me, kind of describe to me, I'm guessing you serve in bowls Uh, what would I find in one? Tell me, explain one, uh, like the best seller.
0: Sure. So our main seller is the Everbowl. And the Everbowl is a bowl of acai, which is a superfood from Brazil, very high in antioxidants. It looks like a blueberry, Um, but it's very, it's a little tart and it's very, it's recognized as one of the top, top, top uh, superfoods as it relates to antioxidants, which is how you stay young and, and be your best self. And, um, so that's the main base. And then we load it with granola and then unlimited superfoods of your toppings of your choice. So blueberries, banana, grapes, strawberries, goji berries, a little bit of honey or agave if you want that. And so you're getting this wonderful bowl of delicious f- fruit and, and vegetables. And, um, and it's in a huge, huge bowl because I have to make it filling. So you're full and, sa- and satisfied. Um, and then um, that's what, that's what you find.
1: Nice. So, yeah, so, and for those listening, Siberia is kind of, it comes from a, a Brazilian palm tree, right? And it's full of antioxidants and it's almost like uh, brain fuel, right? Doesn't it fuel your brain as well? That's right. Yep, that's right. And so I went down
0: to Brazil uh, because. Probably won't be too big of a surprise, but we import a lot of superfoods. So we started our own import company called Real Happy Foods. And we import our own superfoods from uh, Brazil and and, um, all over the world where we source the different superfoods that that we want to bring. So we can, A, make sure that we know our source. Because I think when you're selling food, it's important that you understand where your food's coming from and make sure it's done in a sustainable way. Um, and then also our way to give back to the regions where we are taking their superfoods and make sure that the money is going back to the locals and is supporting an, uh, a group of people there that their lifestyle and their their you know ecosystem. Um, and so, Real Happy Foods is is how we import the top superfoods and make sure that we're bringing the best to to America.
1: Jeff, <laughs> you're you're fantastic, man. That's, <laughs> so you started your own food import company right
0: yeah so yeah it's called real happy foods um and it's our our, we don't add sugar or anything so it's just the natural food uh so we we bring in real acai real pitaya real graviola real acerola and those are the names and the name of the company's real happy foods
1: wow so if you were to start serving coffee you would start your own coffee company
0: so funny you should say that um we did. Uh, we just launched. <laughs> uh, we did. We literally uh, two weeks ago. We just launched our our brand new coffee company called Super Fuel Coffee. Uh, it's owned by Everbull. And essentially, what our unique selling proposition is is you drink coffee every day anyway. You don't always eat superfoods. Why not eat uh, drink superfoods with your coffee? And really, again, what we're trying to create is a delivery system to get superfoods into you and make them more accessible and help people who may not have access or may not really want to go eat a bowl. How do I get you to be more healthy? How do I make you better? And how can Everbowl promote the unevolved lifestyle? So we created a company called Super Fuel Coffee. um, And it's the world's first acai-infused coffee. All of our, we have four flavors and all of them start with acai, which you know comes from Everbowl, which we pride ourselves on sourcing the best through real happy foods. And so now we're kind of entering the consumer packaged goods market where we can start delivering coffee anywhere in the world and it's available on Amazon.com as well as SuperFuelCoffee.com.
1: Impressive, impressive. So when it comes to coffee with uh, mixed with anything, I've had that experience because I've, I've launched them one a few years ago as well. Uh, the one thing I find is that when somebody wants to drink coffee, they want to make 100% sure it tastes like coffee, right? Right. And, uh, mine did not. So it kind of, there was, you know, there was a learning curve. And after you get used to it, people will start loving it. But until somebody gets used to it, they stop buying it, right? Sure. So is uh, yours like full coffee taste just with the added benefits? So, two of our flavors, yes. Uh,
0: two of our flavors have uh, one of them we, we infuse in addition to acai, it has matcha, green, green tea matcha, and it has vanilla. And the green tea matcha gives it more of a matcha taste, so it's not as strong of a coffee flavor. And then we have another one where we infuse it with cinnamon, um, and as well as uh, other superfoods. And the cinnamon obviously is a stronger taste profile. So we have two of them that will taste pretty much exactly like a cup of coffee, um, you know, with little hints of, of some of the superfoods. And then two of them don't. But what we have found is number one, a lot of people add creamers and, and uh, milks or sugars or, or sweeteners to the coffee. And so if you do that, it's going to taste just like your normal cup. Um, but if you don't do that and you drink it black, and I drink it black. Um, yeah, you're right. So there, there is a learning curve for some people. And, and for example, so last night, we opened at Petco Park. And we're really excited. And I'm just going to make take this moment just to tell you that most excited part for me is you can now get superfoods in a major league baseball stadium. And that's just shows where the world's going. So that tickles me and that makes me so happy. Um, however, we also sell our coffee there. So Superfuel coffee is available and we sold about 45 cups last night and the feedback was great. Um, a lot of people were looking at it and saying, where can they buy it? So it's going to be a learning curve for us too. Um, the beauty of it is for, for Everbowl and kind of m- my approach to multiple startups and vertical integration is this is just furthering unevolved and Everable, right? This is our way, whether or not it's a makes us a ton of money or not is not the reason we start these companies we do it to further our overarching mission which is the main company Everbowl and unevolved and so whether or not we sell a million cups or we sell one cup ultimately what i want to do is i just want to make superfoods more accessible and get 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 the conversation going get you thinking about superfoods and hey you know what can i drink coffee with superfoods and should i try it and if you try it and you don't like it go back to your regular coffee but at least you know and now you're at least thinking about superfoods. Where else can I find superfoods? And if you do like it, please buy it. But even if you don't buy ours and you, you also say, you know, it's really good, but I'm not gonna buy it. That's okay, but still get more superfoods into you. Start being your best self. And that's unevolved and that's really what the mission
1: is. So I see like a super well oiled machine that, that's running almost flawlessly from, from my perspective. So when you launch Super Fuel Coffee automatically, uh, Everbolt can become your number one client immediately so you have right away distribution from twenty one stores right correct, correct. Yep. So so you can get your brand out there so much easier than a- any other normal person just starting up because you already have these storefronts. Oh, so that's so so incredible that you can because
0: do- if, if you think about it right like we have we have twenty one locations and and we have six under construction, our goal is to get to forty five by the year end of the year, and if we can see you know if we're seeing six to ten thousand people a day right now, I can talk to talk to you or whoever comes in about anything I want. I could tell my employees hey let's promote this let's talk about this so yes, we get the impression we can have that one on one and say try have you tried super fuel coffee are you aware of it and you're right so it is much easier now that we have the machine i you know a lot of companies they, if i would have started the coffee first without a retail component and without a big budget it's very hard because you're lost in the sea so it's really about having a strategy that says okay we're building a brand we're building the Everbowl brand and if you look at our boxes at super fuel coffee you'll see Everbowl on the on the box so it's not meant to be a standalone it is meant to be an extension of Everbowl. and since it's more of a branding play for us, it's advertising. It's saying, learn about Everbolt, learn about Unavolved, learn about how to be your best self. Please buy our product if you like it or share it with people, because of course, I would love for, for you to drink our product. But even if you don't, what it is doing is it's letting us have a voice in this. We are the superfood experts. This is what we do. I'm a superfoodie, so I'm, I'm very passionate about superfoods. And at the end of the day, whether you go to my competitor or me, I don't really care. As long as you 're thinking and talking superfoods i 've been successful in what i 'm trying to do, and that 's the overarching strategy
1: very good so
0: yeah I, I do get
1: a ton of superfoods in me, and mainly it 's because because of the wife, so she is um, she 's actually a vegan and she has a huge vegan following online too, and yeah, she gets all the superfoods in me all the time so
0: well i'm gonna have to send you and her a box so you guys can try all the flavors and give me your feedback especially now that i've learned you used to have a coffee company
1: yeah oh i would love to i would love to jeff so you man for sure you have something down the pipeline right now what are you working on right now <laughs> <laughs> well we
0: just launched coffee so um that's kind of been in the pipeline um and like everything it sounds you know obviously i'm giving you the best best of moments but more importantly is nothing's easy. Um, there's always problems. Uh, you know, we, we hit a major curveball right when we launched coffee that almost derailed the whole project. Uh, but a major coffee company, uh, uses, uh, the, so we, we sell them in K pods in carry K pods right now. And we're, we're yeah. going to have ground soon. Uh, but in order to put them in K pods, we have to use a, a facility where we send the ingredients and they put it all together. Well, a major coffee company got wind of us coming into the space and threw their weight around. And so our facility, after they made our first batch, told us that they can't make them anymore because of another company. Um, And we kind of got bullied out of the the facility. And so I had literally just launched it two weeks ago to the world and was told, hey, come buy our coffee. And then all of a sudden, I no longer have a facility to put it into the K-pods. So, you know, that, that was a... Uh oh moment. And, you know, <laughs> luckily, it's a small world today, the internet's available, I'm, I'm resourceful. So we found another facility, I've already been out there met with them, they're making our next batch now. So we won't have any hiccups in inventory. Um, but it definitely created a, a moment where it was like, this might be a catastrophe, right? Because if people really like it, and we're going into the stadium and 21 other stores, um, we can't run out right? You can't run out of your product. If you get someone who enjoys the coffee, coffee's that habitual thing. You drink it every day. So when you, if you, if I'm going to get you to like it and you like it, I need to make sure you have access to it. And so that was, you know, that's one of those moments that could have set us really far back, but like your friend who took his 10 minutes to feel sad, you know, we took 10 minutes to scream and, and feel sorry for ourselves about what's happening and how we're the little guy getting pushed out. And then you pick yourself up, you say what's next and you go figure it out.
1: Impressive. So uh, so Everbowl, how did idea come to you? Um,
0: so I've been a, I'm a bit of a afraid of disease. I'm a bit of a hypochondriac, so I think it's easier to prevent illness than cure illness. And um, when my oldest daughter was was young, she was kind of loved Cool Whip as dessert. Um, she's 13 now, but she was three. So me and my wife, we would try to figure out how to get her to eat vegetables, and it was always a struggle. Like eat your vegetables, then you can have dessert. Eat your vegetables, and it was always a, it was always that fight. And so one day we we put the Cool Whip on the zucchini and gave it to her, and she ate it. And we realized let's just trick her to eat healthy, right? She's going to eat the zucchini and the Cool Whip anyway, so put it together. And so we started playing with different ways to trick our kids to eat healthy, and we came up with a whole bunch of recipes and really incorporating superfoods. And so that kind of was the start of Everbolt long before it was ever an idea to actually open it. Um, I was doing something else at the time, yeah. but over the course of doing that and seeing a lot of friends of mine who are getting, you know, as, we, as I'm getting older, um, you know, we're starting to get more older, older deal with older, pers- older people illnesses and, and issues, um, and it usually stems back to, again, not moving our bodies right and not eating healthy. And so if we can trick kids to eat healthy, why can't we trick adults? And so that was kind of like, well, let's see if we can do this. And then really started to say, Hey, what? Yeah. I, when you start a company, you have to solve a problem, right? It has, or it has to be innovative, right? You can't just be a me too, cause it's not going to work. So okay. once we identified the problem, which is we as a, in America are not healthy anymore. We've lost the connection to our health. We don't know how to be healthy. So let's answer those questions. Let's solve that. And was the four problems I mentioned to you about taste and affordability, filling and accessible. Um, But how do we solve those four? And since we know we can trick kids to eat healthy, let's trick adults to eat healthy and let's make it affordable. Well, to make it affordable, right, to reduce my cost because everyone says, well, Jeff, if you come to our our place, you'll notice that at EverBowl, you get more food than any of our competitors at a very low price. And it's very hard to duplicate. So people ask me all the time, how can you afford to sell a bowl that much food with unlimited toppings for so low? And I, at first, was losing money with the first and second store, but that's why Real Happy Foods came to be, because if I can source directly and cut out some of the middlemen along the way, I'm going to reduce my cost, which means I can then pass that savings to my customer and be the most competitive product on the market. So that's kind of, again, the overarching theme is multiple startups with vertical integration. If you vertically integrate all of your ideas together so you help your main business, that's how you're able to do things that the big guys can do that the small guys can't unless they think about it and approach it differently.
1: And is Real Happy Foods uh, gonna be sourcing for third party or only foreverable?
0: So currently only Everbol, uh, We we, but we have that option and that's the power of it. That's the, one of the secret sauces that if I can stress to, to anyone who's listening, who's considering starting companies inside of companies is the power is with Real Happy Foods right now, it, Everbolt is enough right it, it's sustainable just to supply for Everbolt, but if i want to even reduce our cost more or buy in bigger bulk we now have the option to get into food service direct to consumer b2b or what have you and make it available to others if we choose to um, you know same thing with webuild we've been we've been asked a handful of times now by other companies can we build them this can we do this we're so busy right now we build that we've turned it down but the opportunity is there that says, hey, you know what? If you look at our stores, it's done so beautifully well. I mean, they're so talented that, and we can do it so fast and so inexpensively. So now everyone's asking like, hey, can you help us build? We, we had a hair salon ask us. We've had three restaurants ask us. We've had a major park ask us to redo their concession stands. I mean, we, we've been really getting inundated with requests. So it, it could end up being a standalone company that does other work, but for now, they all just help the, the main company Everbolt because that's our main focus.
1: So how do you know when you're planning or if you're thinking, let's say, for example, uh, starting Real Happy Foods, how do you know in any of these examples if it is something you should pursue, uh, if it is actually uh, not better to just hire another company and, you know, because of the headaches and the costs and startup costs as well, how do you measure that? I wish I had a good answer. Um,
0: <laughs> the only one I have found is you jump in and you see how, how it works. So we started self-distributing as well. So we used to have a distribution arm of Everbowl where we would distribute all of our products to our stores, um, bought the truck, bought the van, bought the commissary, did everything that was required to do that. And then realized really quickly that that is a business I don't want to be in. Uh, that's better to work with third parties um, because the logistical nightmare of it and how much sophistication actually goes into the logistics of of distribution that I was unaware of. Um, so that was one that I failed fast. And you know, again, it's fail fast. I got in, I spent some money, I took the risk. I realized it was a bad mistake. I got out and that's it. You just gotta be, I mean, at Everble, one of our five, you know, we have our own internal kind of, uh, constitutions or our business principles. Um, and the third one is we're change ready. Um, you know, especially if you're going to be an entrepreneur of any kind or run your own company, you've got to be change ready. You can't live on what you did yesterday and say, well, I'm going to keep doing what I did yesterday. Good luck. The world's changing every day. And there's guys like you and me and everyone listening who are going to come into the, into your market and try to compete or, or, or join you or do what have you. And you've got to be change ready. And so we, we move quickly. We start something. If it's not working, we adapt. If it's working, we, we expand it and, um, don't look, don't look backwards. You know, it's sun comes up, it's time to go.
1: Absolutely. Jeff, can you give us the
0: other four? <laughs> sure. Uh, the two main ones, the two most important ones are make friends and have fun. Uh, those are the two main rules to work at an Everbowl. You ask any of our employees, what are the two rules to work here? Make friends and have fun. That's the culture at Everbowl. It's everything we stand for. We make friends with everybody every day and we try to have fun. If I don't care if they make a hundred mistakes. I don't care if they give away free food because they made those mistakes. When you walk into an Everbowl, we want you to Feel like you're hanging out with some friends and have some fun because we're selling superfoods. We're making you healthy. There's just nothing bad about it. Um, the third one, as I mentioned, is be change ready. The next one is act with integrity because in today's world there's just too much deception. Just be honest. Make a mistake. We don't care. No, we're, we're never going to get mad at you for making a mistake as long as you made friends, had fun, and was honest about it. Um, and then the last one is kaizen. We operate under the idea of get one percent better every day. Uh, you know, I think too often it's like, well, I want to be. I'm overweight and I want to be thin. So you're thinking about the end only, but not realizing you've got to get back to understanding that get 1% better tomorrow. Find one way to unevolve tomorrow. Walk, take the stairs instead of the elevator. Walk the extra 20 yeah. feet to the grocery, you know, do those little things, just 1% better. And over the long run, that 1% adds up to be exponentially bigger, right? Because 100 days from now, you're more than 100% better because it's compounds. It's 1% better off of yesterday. So uh, exactly. those are the five.
1: Wow. Impressive. I really like that. All right. So Jeff, what are your plans or goals for the future? The goal is to continue the Unevolved Mission. um, You know, I'm having a ton of fun at Everbowl
0: with uh, the Everbowl team. And, you know, my my, my goal is to make it a national company. Uh, We're expanding into Arizona. So we just signed a few leases out there. We're currently in San Diego, Orange County and Riverside County here in Southern California. But Uh, We are expanding out nationally. Um, So Arizona, we've already signed a few leases. We're looking in Nevada. We're looking in Texas. We're looking in Florida. Um, We're also looking in a handful of other states because I've been getting a lot of franchise requests, emails. Um, So we really want to promote this. I mean, uh, you know, health and wellness is not a fad. Um, It's where the world's going. We're on the right side of history. Um, The fast and the fried days that we, you know, I grew up on are fortunately behind us. Um, and you can see it, and the millennials who are now coming into the workforce at a, at, you know, more and more every single day. Um, they're looking for it. They're demanding better. And you know, us being the innovators of the health and wellness space, we have to hear that and we have to provide it. And so that's kind of what I'm after. I'm, I'm looking to just have continue to make friends and have fun every day and see where we can go.
1: Awesome. So Jeff, I think you're a true visionary, and people are going to want to get in touch with you, find you, know more about Everbowl so everybody know where they can find Everbowl, how, how they can follow you and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. So our Instagram for Everbowl is everbowlcraftsuperfood. Uh, mine is Fenster Jeff and you can definitely find us there. Um, I'm available on LinkedIn. You know, if you ever have any questions or, or want to connect, I would love to. Um, I'd love to make friends if you haven't, if you, if you haven't heard yet. Um, and hey. Everbowl is going to be growing. You know, if you come to Southern California, please come by one of our stores. Please share with me your honest feedback. I don't just want to hear it was good. I really want to know if I have mustard on my face or things that we can improve because we are, we are always trying to get better. And I think constructive criticism is not given enough. Um, You know, it's like, oh, how do I look? You look great. Well, that doesn't help, right? Everyone, it it makes you feel good for a second, but if it's not real, it's not going to make you better. And being that we are always trying to get better at Everbowl and, and be every Everbowl is meant for everybody. And that's what we're trying to do. So please anyone who's listening, if you do come into one of our stores, please share with me your honest feedback, or if you see us doing anything and you have
1: any suggestions, I'm, I'm all ears. Sounds good. All right, Jeff, thank you so much for this. I'm really fascinated for this. I I may have to hear this interview a couple of times myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Quinn, and I really appreciate it. I've been a fan of your podcast. I've been enjoying hearing. Um, I think you're doing an amazing thing by by helping to promote the fail fast concept and make people feel less scared about taking that risk. You know, if you're on the fence out there and you've been listening, please listen to the rest of of your um, interviewees because you've had some incredible people already on. I I've just I just heard the last one I hadn't heard yesterday in preparation for today, and I've loved every single one. So thank you, uh, thank you very much for giving us the opportunity to share Everbull and Unevolved and. Um, I
1: look forward to seeing all of you guys at Inevitable one day. You sure will. Jeff, thank you. It was a pleasure. Bye. Thanks for subscribing to Fail
0: Fast Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and visit failfastpodcast.com for show notes,
1: Quinn's social media, or even to tell us your story.